Blog Talk Radio. Enticed 
and we shall prevail against them, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a, as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Amen. Pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for your word. We pray that your word would go forth this morning and it would touch somebody's heart and soul this morning that they may continue their fight and their walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Sometimes in our life, situations may come up to make us almost want to quit. But Jeremiah said it was like fire shut up in his bones. When God has put the fire of you inside of you, you can't quit. When God has put the fire inside of you, you just can't walk away from it. You just can't give up. have to keep on doing what God has called you to do. No matter what the consequences is, whatever the enemy is setting aside for you, God is going to block that thing. God is going to take it away as long as we keep pressing forward and believing and putting all our trust in God, knowing that he's able to do all things. Have you ever been in a situation where it seemed to be overbearing? Maybe it was a job. Maybe it even been a relationship. Maybe it was a task you had that seemed not to go so right. It seemed the harder you tried, the more things seemed to go wrong. When you smoke it, it was though no one wanted to hear you. It was like you was the invisible man. Even though you were there, no one seemed to see have you ever had a situation like that? We're going to run into situations as long as we're here on this earth that everyone isn't going to go along with what we say. Everyone isn't going to feel the pressure that we feel when we're doing things. Sometimes life can be topsy-turvy. If it ain't one thing, it's another. And a lot of times we're ready to quit. We are ready to throw in the towel. We say, hey, wait a minute, it doesn't take all this. But I'm telling you this morning, just to hold on just a little while longer, we hear, we, we have young Jeremiah is feeling that way. Even though he's speaking the word that God has ordained him to speak, as though no one's listening. Isn't we in a world like today, we're dealing with, different folks, God is telling you to tell people to come unto him, and it's like no one's listening. Everybody wants to do their own thing. Nobody wants to hear about the word of God. Nobody wants to, wants to go. They don't even want to come to the building where he is. We have made people so comfortable that they, they stay in their homes and they don't want to come out because they don't think it takes all of that. His message is not popular. 
message, and he do not have many faithful followers. Jeremiah is feeling that the whole world is against him. Have you ever felt like the whole world is against you? Every time you try to do something, someone has something to say, and this is all that God, and we, we blame God for it. He says in verse 9, I will not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. Now you see why Brother Jeremiah is known for the weeping prophet. But before you throw rocks at young Jeremiah, some of us have done the same thing. When things seem to be going wrong, when trials and tribulations come on the outside, it seems that we want to say, God, why me? We come to find out that as long as things are going good, people are fine. As long as God is blessing you, people are fine. As long as we're speaking prosperity and telling you what God is going to do for you, people are fine. But the first sign of trouble, we can't handle it. We can't, we can't take it. We can't maneuver around it. Why is everyone against me? We think that the whole world is against us, and we just want to quit. I want to give up because this task that you have given me it's overbearing. Some of the tasks that we go through in life come to make us strong. It comes to prepare us for what's ahead. We can't just quit on God because God has never quit on us. We have to remember when we were out in the wilderness and we didn't have a relationship and we didn't honor God's name, but he loved us so, and he loves us now, and he loves us back then. He had the opportunity to walk away from us, but he didn't. Wouldn't you think that would be life-bearing, that all the things that we've done, that he had to sit through when things are on the opposite foot, the shoe was on the opposite foot, and things aren't going quite the way that we want them to go, we want to Throw it all in? That is what the enemy wants you to think. He wants you to give up and throw in the towel. He wants you to make his job so much easier. He realized if you give up, you're not serving God anymore. If you give up, you'll do whatever he wants you to do. And so, so many times you get to that road and we're maybe a couple of steps away from our breakthrough, we stop, stops us right in our track, and we, we begin to remember the things that we used to do, and we begin to transgress, and we begin to want to turn around. But I beg you this morning to keep pressing forward, keep looking to the hills. He wants to blame God for what we're going through. He wants you to believe that God is not there for you. That is a trick of the enemy. He comes to trick us. He comes to steal, kill, rob, and destroy. If he can get our mindset where we don't think that God is for us, then we will become children of his. We will start to do the things that the enemy wants us to do and not the things that God wants us to do. 
The biggest trick that the devil ever performed was to make man believe that he do not exist. He wants us to believe that it is not him that is taking us through the storms of life, but it's all God's fault. But the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We have to know who's been with us when we were up, when we were down, when we when we had it all, when we lost it all. We have to know that it was God that carried us through. He wants to kill the relationship that we have with Christ. And some of us have made it easy because we have cut ties with Christ. We we don't we don't have that relationship that we once had because when you know that you know that you know who he is, nothing in hell can prevent you from getting to where he is. Feel our happiness and our joy. He wants to destroy your faith that you have in God. Because if you do not have faith, it is impossible to please God. But I want to tell you today, God will not put more on you than you can bear. Yes, it may feel that you are all alone sometimes. It may feel that nobody is listening. But there is one that always hears your cry. There's someone that always knows your hurt and pain. That God knows everything about you. David said, he inclined his ear onto me and heard my cry. No matter what you're going through this morning, God will always see you through. If you don't believe that he will, Brian, that try him at his word. He said, I will stick to you closer than a brother. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be there always until the end of the age. This is God's promises to us, folks, that he going to be with us even to the end of time, no matter what we have to deal with, no matter what we're going through, no matter what is what what obstacle that's in our way, he promised this to be with us even to the end of time. When your mother and father forsake you, God will there will be there to pick you up. James said, Brother counted all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this that the that the trying of your faith work your patience. When things seem to be getting bad that is not the time to quit. That is not the time to give up. That is the time to press toward the mark for the prize of the hard calling in Christ Jesus. This is a time when we call on the name of Jesus. We call on the name of God. We call on him, and we tell him all about our problems. Oh, this morning, we need to have a little talk with Jesus. How many? When we have a little talk with Jesus, he assures us that everything is going to be all right. He changes our mindset that we think, we don't think that quitting is an option. If you've been through anything or you're going through anything, you ought to know that quitting isn't an option because if you quit, that means the devil wins. 
we're not going to give the devil any victory. We're going to keep pressing forward until the prize. It is not time to pray less. It's time to pray more. But the Bible says that man ought to always pray and pray without ceasing. When trials and tribulations come our way, we should be able to muster up a prayer and ask God to step in. Well, sometimes it's a side of the prayer to get God to move. Little little prayer, you ain't going to get a whole lot done. But if you really, really fall down on your knees and begin to call on the name of Jesus in a desperate need, he's going to come and see about you. Now we have to ask ourselves, what is making Jeremiah want to quit? What is making him want to give up all? First of all, Jeremiah was not sure about the prophecy, things in the first place. When God told him to go. He made up all kinds of excuses. It's just like us. He said, I cannot speak for I'm a child. Then God had to reassure Jeremiah and tell him that I would be there with you. And so Jeremiah goes and does what God has told him to do and preach what God preach what God wants him to preach. And now Jeremiah finds himself locked in prison. Sometimes we have to go no matter what the cost. It might cost us our life. It might cost us to be in prison, just like Jeremiah. It might cost us something, but we have to continue to proclaim the name of the Lord. The king the king had gotten him locked up in stocks. His and his hand is bound and his leg is bound. No one has came to visit him. No one has wrote him a letter. And Jeremiah's feeling that nobody cares. Jeremiah feels that he was overpowered when God called him to preach. But God warns him all that he would face right from the start and reassures his prophet on several occasions that God would be there for him. Has God ever warned you of the things that are to come? He's warned you and he's told you that you're going to have to go through this. But I'm telling you that you don't have to go alone, for I will be with you when you go through. A lot of times with us as Christians, we take God's word, and we don't see the fulfillment of it. In other words, it goes in one ear and out the other. Remember part of it, but we forget the back part. We remember that we're going to go through situation, but we forget that he's going to be there with us. Chapter 1, verse 19, he told Jeremiah, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not pray up to rail against thee, for I am with thee, says the Lord, to deliver thee. Even though God reassures us in his word that he will deliver, that he will defend, and he will destroy, and that our enemies will fall at our feet, we find ourselves, like Jeremiah, complaining, mummering, and finding ourselves almost wanting to quit. But I come to tell you this morning, to keep your hands in God's hands. 
and God will restore the years that the canker worms has eaten up. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't bow down. Don't bend. Paul said, I ran a good race. I fought a good fight. Keep praying. Keep believing that God can do the impossible for them that believe it. Tell your neighbor this morning, you got to believe. You have to believe he's going to do it. Jeremiah was getting weak. He was getting weary. That's that's us. We get weak and we get worried because every time you turn around, there's something going on. On one incident in chapter 26, as soon as Jeremiah ended his sermon, the priests and the prophets wanted to kill young Jeremiah, and he barely escaped with his life. It has gotten so bad that Jeremiah says, I will not even mention the name of the Lord. I am tired of folk wanting to put me down for calling on the name of God. I am tired of folk wanting to kill me for preaching the word of God. They shall be into the word, not against the word. The word that I speak are that of the Lord. Here he is doing the will of God, preaching the word that God has given him. God, because God told Jeremiah, don't be afraid of the faces. Don't worry what you're going to say. I will put the words in your mouth. God is sending us forth this morning. He isn't asking us a five-page sermon. He isn't asking us to do a, a audio-visual sermon. He is saying, go, preach my word. I will tell you what to speak. I will tell you what to say. And he's going through all of this. So Jeremiah's not plain and tough. He's saying, I almost quit. I'm tired of folks, God, every time I mention your name, they want to come against me. Have you ever just got tired of church folk, tired of them talking, tired of them lying, tired of the deceit? You have to ask yourself sometimes, do they ever come to serve God or do they come to serve mess? I can understand being down sometimes. I can understand complaining sometimes. I can even understand getting mad at your brother or sister sometimes. But what I can't understand is some folk are unhappy all the time. You complain all the time. You're weary all the time. Are you sure, child of God? Because a child of God should have some joy. If you're not all the time, but at least sometimes, have you really been changed? Have you really been delivered? I know you've been in church all your life, but that don't make you saved. You need to have a relationship with Jesus. So what is making Jeremiah wanting to quit, making him to give up? So I had to ask Jeremiah myself, Brother Jeremiah, what makes you want to quit? What is the sermon that you had to prepare? Were they too in debt and tetherous? Brother Jeremiah said, no, it was not the sermon that I had to prepare because the word that I spoke came straight from God. All I did was open my mouth, and God filled it. I said, to, okay, Jeremiah, it was not the sermon, but Jeremiah did not want to quit because God would not let you marry and felt alone. He said, no. It was not that. He said, if you had God on your side, that is all you need. He will comfort you 
in the midnight hour. He will be your mother when you're motherless. He will be your wife when you're wifeless. He will be your husband when you don't have a husband. God is all you need. Amen. This morning, God is all we need. I said, Jeremiah, what was it made you want to give up and quit? And Jeremiah took me to verse 10. Look at verse 10 with me, if you will. And he said, this is why I almost quit. For I have heard the whisperings of many, terror on every side. Denounce him. Yes, let us denounce him. All my trusted friends are watching for my fall. Say, perhaps he will be deceived so that we may prevail against him and take out revenge on him. This is not the word that makes you want to quit. It's not the world that makes you want to quit because you know the world is cruel. You know they will not be there, but it was my trusted friends, the ones that I depended on the ones that I needed, the ones that I thought that would always be there for me. I got tired of their sound of faces. I got tired of them backstabbers. I got tired of them lying on me, my own friends putting me down. So many folks had quit the church, not because of the enemy, because of the church folk. They came out the world because they were tired of being abused sometimes. We can be in the church and still be in a world of mess. Sometimes those folks look down on you because they think that you have arrived and you're much better than they are. But I come to tell you this morning that we serve the same God, the same God. They came out the world because they scandalized my name. So I came to church seeking peace seeking happiness and seeking joy. But I found the same folk that were in the world somehow got in the church. The same ones that I was trying to get away from, the same one that I was going to be on my side is the same ones that put me down and tore me up. Jeremiah said, this is what my familiar people I had contact with. People had known for a while I almost quit because I almost threw in the towel. Well, Jeremiah didn't give up and didn't give in. He said, because the word of God got in me, and it was fire shut up in my bones. I almost quit. I wanted to quit. There was my will to give up, but God's will was stronger than mine, so I had to continue. I had to keep pushing. I had to keep preaching. I can't quit. I can't give up because life, like, shut up in my bones. God's word is like fire. When it gets down inside, it burns up everything that is not right by God. It burns up your will. It takes it takes on God's will. It burns up the heart of stone and gives you a fresh heart. It will burn up hatred and bring in happiness. It will burn up malice and envy. It will burn up backstabbing, backbiting, and making you love everybody. And God's word really gets in of you, inside of you. You can't do what you want to do anymore. When God's word gets inside, even though you want to quit, even though you want to throw in the towel, you can't quit. Because I will be honest with you, I almost quit. I almost threw in the towel 
I got tired of my friend. To me, it's like Jeremiah got tired, not because of the devil, not because he threw sickness on me like he did Job. I almost quit, not because I was thrown in the lion's den like Daniel. I almost quit, not because I was thrown in the fire furnace like the three Hebrew boys, but I almost quit because the one that I thought was with me, I almost quit because of the one that I thought would be praying for me is praying against me. Y'all almost made me quit, but I could not quit because this is not the will of God for me. So I could not quit. I could not throw in the towel because my will is no more. I had to be about my father's business. I had to do what he commanded me to do. So you almost made me quit, but it ain't going to work. You almost made me give up, but don't give up this morning. Don't quit. Don't throw in a towel. God is going to work it out in your favor. Oh, this morning, I beg, I, I recommend that you, that you put your hand in God's hands and let him lead you through. Don't throw in the towel. There's more work to do. You're going to endure some time. You're going to endure some struggle. But I come to tell you that my God is with you this morning. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone that needs prayer this morning? We're now opening up the, the, the altar. Amen. 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 Father, we do thank you for your word, God. We pray now that you will instill the no-quit clause into your people's life, that they won't quit. They, they will keep pressing forward. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for deliverance this morning, and we bless your holy name. Amen. We now turn it over back over to Apostle Mercer. Amen. Thank you, Minister Bray. But let me ask you a question before you hang up. Since it's Mother's Day, what did your mother speak to you about in reference to quitting, or what kind of good advice did your mother give you so we can salute all the mothers out here today? So what advice did your mother give you? Okay. Um, my mother went home to be the Lord in 2005, but she also instilled in me that, no one's going to give you anything. You have to work. So, and I would, some, we're going to endure some times when things are going to come up against us. But quitting isn't an option. We have to keep pressing forward because if your mom is in heaven, you're trying to make sure she keeps on smiling. So you're going to do the things that cause you one that will call you to make your reservation in heaven. So on this morning, all the mothers out there, I I I uh, I, I love you all, and I, you all, and you you that you have instilled in your children. I pray that they don't quit, that they keep pressing forward, because as long as their hands in the hand of the Lord, they're going to make it through. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day, and and do celebrate with your wife and children. Thank you. Thank you. Amen.
Songwriter says that Mama prayed for me. We just heard from Chester Baldwin. Again, we heard from Chester Baldwin that Mama remembers me. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. We want to salute here in the United States. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. God bless you. God bless you. And we want to salute you and want you to enjoy uh, music and just sit back and just fellowship, just enjoy to know that you have a special place in God and that we love you. We love the mothers out there. And we want to tell you that you are so special to the body of Christ. Yes, you are. You are special to the body of Christ. And we just want to say thank you so much that we remember you, that we remember the things that you have said to us, and we remember the times and the advice that you have given us. So happy Mother's Day here in the United States, and we want to salute And shout out to all the mothers around the world. God bless you. You are special. You are made in the image of God and that we reverence you. We appreciate you. The sacrifice, the times you have fed us, the time you have clothed us, the time that you had to care for us, walk the floor for us in the nighttime, daytime. Give us medication. Go to the doctor. Take us to the preacher. And so that we can have prayer, that mothers, mothers all over the world, we salute you. And let us listen to Shirley Caesar. God bless you today, and happy Mother's Day. Amen.
Thank God for that. Shirley Caesar said that I remember Mama, and she said a lot of profound things. If you were listening, that she said that many a times that Mother would tell us to wash dishes. We didn't want to do it. Tell us to do our homework. We didn't want to do it. To go ahead and get the clothes out the dryer, hang them up on the line. We didn't want to do it. That we were disobedient, hard-headed as children. Sometimes there are kids that think they uh, have arrived, that they are grown, they can smell themselves. But mother can see the error of our ways. And especially with some mothers, you would get that spanking. And she would remind you that she still would get that belt because she tried to talk to you. She tried to pray you through. She tried to put you in timeout. She did all the discipline that she could until that strap was necessary and said that you are going to obey the rules in my house. We thank God for those stern mothers that try to teach their kids right from wrong, that we love mother and that mother made sure. Have you ever had mother to make sure that you had food to eat and sometimes you didn't have nothing but soup? and that she would get that little bean soup or whatever it is, that she could just make a meal out of nothing. It might have been watery soup, 
have a bean soup or a uh, uh, chicken noodle soup, but it was a good soup. And she would make those uh, syrup sandwiches, banana sandwiches, bacon sandwiches, biscuit sandwiches with a little strip of lean piece of bacon in that biscuit. I told you I'm from the South. So we would have biscuits with uh, syrup in it or biscuit uh, with a piece of bacon or a biscuit by itself with butter. So we were so fortunate to have those that Mama would just magically make a meal for the whole family. I remember my own mom that with the chicken, she would give uh, my dad the part he liked, which was the thigh and the leg. And I, of course, liked the breast and and uh, the wing. And she wouldn't eat the bones. And I said, Ma, why you always eat the bones of the chicken? You can have my chicken. She said, no, I eat the bones of the chicken because that's the sweetest part. And she said, taste the back or she would just go ahead and just uh, suck on the bone or the neck of the chicken. And and she was right. It was the sweetest part. But it amazed me that Mama would feed the family the best food and neglect her own self, that she wouldn't even eat anything unless everybody else was fed. And there were times she wouldn't eat at all. So I salute mothers like that, mothers who would get up early, and mothers who would make sure that the house warm, and mothers would put the little blanket or cloth or sheets over the children, and mothers who would make sure that there was a meal in the home, mothers that would go out and get medicine. Sometimes she would boil tea and put lemon in it and make her own uh, medication to feed the child. I remember uh, <laughs> we had camper oil, and we would be greased up. We couldn't breathe, and we didn't have Vic Sad at the time, so they used camper oil, and she would stick it up our nose, and she would uh, put it all over our chest, and she made sure that the colds that we had. My grandmother would give peppermint stick, so if you had a hard time breathing or you wanted your uh, nostrils open up or anything like that, you would suck on an old country peppermint stick today. I do that same thing with my grandkids that when they sound a little stuffy or something like that, I say, here, get that peppermint stick, boy. Go put that peppermint stick in your mouth. So I got some of those things from my own uh, mother. And my kids would tell you, I am famous for saying put an undershirt, a golf shirt on. Just don't put a shirt on. Just make sure you got some protection in your chest so you don't get cold in your chest. So even from time you born up until four or five, I'm going to tell you, put that gold shirt or undershirt on. My son said they called wife beaters. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah, we made sure that the chest was warm. And another thing that I was taught that put socks on. When you feel cold in the bed, you know, if you put socks on, your whole body will get warm. And she also taught me when you put a hat on your head and socks on your feet, that you keep cold from going in your head, and at the same time, the, uh, your blood is regulated by the socks on your feet. There are so many, so many things that mother have taught us and that we just want to remember, remember mother, because if it was not for mothers, the real mothers that loved us, the mothers that would just bless us, 
and just treat us with such love and such respect that mothers love us. Of course, we, we were bad little kids, so there are times that mother had to do what she had to do, you know, that she had to make sure that um, we we just went on and, and did things that mothers wanted us to do and to do things that were still right. So I want to say to you, remember Mother's Day today. I would like you to uh, go get mother a flower. Go get mother uh, a card. Put a little money in it. Go get mother a meal. Whatever you can, just get mother something. Because if it wasn't for our dear mother, if it wasn't for mothers, who walked the floor, if it wasn't for mothers who walked, who wiped our snotty nose, wasn't for mothers who made sure that our face was shiny, that that Vaseline was on our legs and elbows, and that she gave us a bath. If it wasn't for mothers who just went on and prayed to God and said, Lord, help them, especially those that needed some common sense, that those that needed uh, some type of, of, of guidance, because they were just so hard-headed that we remember Mother today. Matter of fact, we're going to go in a different direction. We're not going to um, play uh, different songs uh, that's, that's really like our praise and worship. We're going to play songs of various artists this morning that sung uh, dedications to Mother. It's a, it's a genre of music that go across the board. So you may have contemporary, regular, it's Martin, uh, religious as well as classic music this morning. So the artists own all rights to their music. We are here to promote those sounds and that we are here just to uh, glorify God and to say we remember Mother. And we're going to let the different artists do it their own way. And like right now, uh, we want to listen to a song from Boys to Men as they salute, when I was growing up, I remember Mother. Amen. Queen of my heart, 
Songwriter said, "Loving you, mother, is like food to my soul." That was boys to men. Truly, we are so blessed to uh, to celebrate Mother's love this morning, and that we love Mother. If it wasn't for our mother, what would we do? Truly, we look to our mothers to give us the advice. We look to our mothers to just guide us through. And Whitney Houston had a beautiful song. It's called I Look to You, Mother. Let us listen to it now. Amen. I'm lost 
That is so beautiful. Whitney Houston said, I look to you many a times as children that we look to our mother, our mothers, the prayers through, and that we remember mom. We thank God for the mothers all over the world. We thank God for the mothers that's even out there in the rice fields, the mothers in the cotton fields. We thank the mothers that's out there working. We thank God for the mothers that's out there fam- farming. We thank mothers who are trying to earn a living, a harvest for food for their children, for their family. Those are the kind of virtuous women that we want to uh, commemorate, celebrate, and to give recognition to such great women of God. And we just love, we love our mothers, and we just want to say, Thank you, Mom, for everything that you have done for us because mothers, that they have covered us like a bird and they uh, protected us with their wings and we are under their wings so that we could have that love, that type of love that only a mother can give. 
God bless you again as we uh, just stop right here. We're going to talk a little bit about the the mothers, about a lot of times you hear in the church they talk about Proverbs 31, and they talk about the virtuous woman who is a, a model or a mold that women use to set standards. And as you get your Bibles and you pull out Proverbs 31, I just want to highlight a little bit uh, what it says about this particular woman and the explanation behind it. And it says that really in Proverbs that a woman of God, a Proverbs 31 woman, was of noble character, which really means that she ensured that family had a lot of food, as I said earlier. She looked out for those that was less fortunate many a times that she would feed uh, different ones in her own house, different ones outside of a house or even in a family, that she recognized the needs of others and that she would share her blessings any way that she could to make sure that someone had something to eat or they had a nice warm sweater or they had shelter over our head. And this particular story of Proverbs 31 talk about this woman who's not only strong, but she's selfless, that she's not selfish. It's not me, myself, and I, that she's a virtuous woman, and that many a times she would get up before the the whole household would get up, she would go get that meal, fix those eggs or that toast, make that coffee or whatever she had to do, and she would take care of all those tasks in the morning. There are moms that would get up and iron the clothes so the kids' clothes would be fresh for school. She would uh, make sure the lunches are packed. If she had a husband, she would make sure that he would go out and have a meal, a hug, or kiss. And if it's children, she would make sure the nose was wiped and the face was shiny and the hands was washed, and she would tell them to do right in school that day, that before she took care of her own needs, she would take care of the children and to teach them. Many a times that these women, the women of God, was very committed to that, especially my mom. She would read that little Red Testament, and she would accept God's grace in her life and the evidence of God's love and that the God's um Supremacy, the power of God was all over my mom. The light, she was the light of the family. My mom would always put others first, and she would try to do her best in everyone's lives. When you look at Proverbs 31, they were saying that this particular woman is far better than Ruby's because she was selfless. You know, many a times when you get someone, it's all about me, myself, and I, but when you get someone that know how to be grateful, someone that know how to show love, especially unconditional, that someone that can love you unconditional, whether you gave her a compliment, whether you gave her flowers, whether you took her out to dinner, whether that you said kind words or you exhort or lift her up, that this is the type of woman that God said is better than rubies. Because you have someone that you know you can sleep at night. You don't have to worry about trying to give you harm. Or you know someone that's not going to steal from you. That's someone that's trying to make sure that the monies or everything that's earned is for the whole household. 
someone that's going to love you even in a good time and bad, especially when you're sick, that they are there to make sure that you get your medication or you go to the doctor. We're talking about that virtuous woman as well as a mother this morning who will make sure that not only the house is clean, but all your needs are taken care of. Who will pray you through if she has to pray every minute, every hour, every day? But she will make sure that that prayer reaches the hem of of God's garment. I love that about the Lord because it says that even a woman one time that Jesus was at the table with one of his disciples and the crumbs fell on the floor from the table of the food that they were eating. And the mother cried out and said, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the table. That's a virtuous woman, a woman who's willing to take the crumbs or the scraps or leftovers from other people home and make it a meal for her own family. Good God, I'm starting to feel all right. That when she would take that food and make a meal out of the beans, make a meal out of the backbones, make a meal out of neck bones, just make a meal that her family would have a warm meal or something to say. I remember even further than that, that there was times that my mom said, you know, when you get out there in life, and you don't have no gas and electric, or you don't have no heat for your home, don't worry about it. I said, well, Mom, if it's dark in the house, how am I going to see? She said, not so, baby. She said, God put the sun up in the sky. I want everybody to listen to this because this was so profound, and it's true. She said, you don't have to have your gas and electric on. If uh, Especially during those summer months, she said, God will provide that he put the sun up in the sky. So you can have light and be able to see how to move around his earth. And if you look at it and open up your windows or you open up your blinds or you pull back those curtains, that the light of God from his son is going to light up that whole house that you don't have to worry about having that gas and electric bill if it get cut off. And she also said that if that refrigerator get cut off, you got food. She said you sit it outside in the cool of night. She said, because at night the ground get cold and that your food will be cool and cold. And she would go to the store, get a dollar cooler, and take all the food that we had and put in a cooler and sit it outside, and that the food would be just as cold and fresh the next day. There was people on her farm that they would actually dig a hole in the ground and would put a, a pot or something in the ground after it was covered up so it could freeze. And she said, God will supply all your needs. And she said, look at the fruits on the tree. There's food. Look at the berries and the grapes that's coming off the trees and the apples on the tree. There's food. She said, look at the different uh, vegetables that's growing. She said, even there's a little onion plants that's growing up. I didn't know there's particular flowers or that you could eat, that there's different flowers that grow that you could eat as well, that God will supply all your needs. There's plenty of vegetations that's out there. And she said even if you have seeds, that you could even take the seeds from different um, vegetables or fruits that you eat, plant it in the ground, and you will have another harvest. And she said, watch and see, even the cucumber seeds, the, uh, the watermelon seed, the tomato seed. She said, you watch and see. She said even if any seeds, if you dig in that ground and you watch and see that it don't sprout out for food. 
And I thank God for all that wisdom as old country girl, you know. And she said, let me tell you something. You may not have lotion. She said, but sometimes, and this is funny, and don't y'all laugh, but this is funny. My mother would take cooking grease and melt it and rub it all over our skin. <laughs> and I was like, what's she going to do, fry us up? But that's, it's, it sounds funny, but she would use that cooking grease. That was our lotion. Our skin was so soft. It was softer than a baby skin. It was, I mean, it was just a, a shiny and soft and it had moisturizer. And only it was so nice. And I said, Ma, I would have never knew that cooking grease. She said, yes, you could use it for your hair, for your skin, uh, for anything that, you know, that need to be smooth. And, and I'm going to make you laugh. Further than that, that even your shoes is uh, dirty or they need to be shined, she would take the cooker grease and shine the shoes with. She said the grease got a lot of um, usage for it. So we had shiny shoes, our body was shining, our hair was shining, (laughs) all because of that cooking grease. I remember that my dad and them, we would take a little bit of sand and we would eat it and stick it up our nose, which would help us to breathe. So I remember those things about Mama. And she always told me and she taught me this. She said, let me tell you something. If you have a man that's living in your house and you're married to him, she said, you try to, you know, your best to be in agreement, try to get along, y'all talk and work things out. She said, and you make sure that his clothes is washed and ironed. If you don't have an iron, you wash them and you shake them out and you hang them right there on that clothesline. Many a times I used to see my aunts, they didn't, the iron was broke. They would take rocks, and after they washed the clothes, they would take rocks, big old heavy rocks, and they would put a, a, a cloth over that shirt and take that rock and smooth it across that shirt. You know it would iron it out? A heavy rock would iron out your shirt if you're... Uh, Iron is broken. It was amazing the things that they could do. And she said, you make sure your husband have a fresh shirt that y'all have communicated. You fix him a lunch that he need the meal. He need the heaviest of the food because he's going to work to take care of his family. And my mother would get up and make hot biscuits, fried chicken, and she would wrap it as best as she could and or give him a little bologna sandwich, whatever he needed with love, and he would sit down. He liked her and salty fish. She would fry fish and make harmony grits and eggs, and I was amazed. She fed him before she left. She gave him a lunch before he left. She ironed his clothes before she left, and she hugged and kissed him before she left, and she gave good understanding, and she said, I'll be home when you get here, honey, and she talked kind words. Then she would uh, go to work herself, and whatever she had, she would try to get home early because she said, I got to fix dinner for my husband. It was always my husband. And with me, she made sure that my hair was combed, my nose was white, and that I was there to greet my father as well. One thing she taught me, she said, you never steal from your household because you're stealing from yourself. If you take money out the house, that money belongs to you and your family and your husband to pay those bills. So you only hurt yourself. And you don't try to go out there and get the most expensive thing, the the, the, the prettiest clothes, prettiest shoes or hat, because you want to look all dignified and refined. She said, you wash your clothes, be clean, have pride about yourself. 
but you do not spend your money on foolish things. So these are the things that my mother taught me. And as you look at Proverbs 31, they talk about the virtuous woman, how she interacted with her family, how she took care of her house to make sure it was clean, how she even got on her knees sometime and washed those floors and swept the corner of those floors, and that she had a mindset to make sure the clothes was clean, there was food, she did the best that she could, and she also looked out for the poor, those that stopped past that she knew didn't have much, she would give them a, a bowl of soup or something to eat, make them a sandwich, and that all the people in the co- uh, community knew her as a good woman. And this is what the Bible is talking about in Proverbs uh, 31, that this is the glory of God that's seen through a woman who makes sacrifice. I'll say it again. When you have a woman that will make sacrifice, know how to say good morning, know how to say good night, know how to give you a hug and kiss before you go off to work or even out that door, know how to make sure that your meals is provided. I remember my mom, she would cook my dad's food before she went anywhere. She said, in case I come back late uh, from seeing my family or come back late from the store, here's your father's food wrapped up in four on the stove, or she would put it in the We didn't have a microwave. We just had a stove, so she would sit it inside the stove, and she would wrap it in the plastic bag. She said, make sure no rats get to it. But she took care of him that he was able to have a meal at all times. So if he didn't cook, she had put it in the refrigerator. If he knew he would be home a certain amount of time, she put it in the stove. This is the type of Proverbs 31, um, what God is saying about that today that women who not only love the Lord, who fear the Lord, but a woman that does the best from her heart to her family is that Proverbs 31 woman, somebody that you know that's going to pray the family through, somebody that you know is going to stick stick by her husband and her children, somebody that is going to be compassionate, to show mercy, to show kindness, to show needs. You want a godly woman, not a woman that's selfish about me, myself, and I. It is sad when you get conditional people in your life. You have to look a certain way, smile a certain way, dress a certain way, you weight a certain way, color of your hair, your eyes and skin got to be a certain thing. God forbid if they be in a fire and all they get burnt up, that conditionally you get those type of people who are conditional, and they're not a picture of health itself. They don't look all grand and fine and beautiful, but yet they want beauty in front of them. And I hate to say it, there's some ugly uh, creatures and human beings, but they want beauty. Maybe that's why they want to look at beauty, because they're ugly themselves. Uh Uh-oh, if I step on your toes, say, ouch. It's very sad when you get conditional people who want the best, but they're not giving the best, the way that they talk, the way that they act, the way that they dress, or the way that they treat others, especially what they say out of their mouth. A Proverbs 31 that you able as God to say, cannot you see that ruby? Can't you see it's a diamond, the, the characteristic, the quality, the unselfishness, the love that this person can show you in such a way that you know you have a good, good woman or woman of God. So Proverbs 31 really talk about the virtue, the trustworthiness, and the value of how this woman value her husband, 
how she value her children, how she value herself. A woman that will take her bath or goggle or brush her teeth may not have a, a toothbrush, but will use her fingers to brush her teeth. Anything by any means, comb her hair, uh, smell appropriately, that this is a woman that not only cares about herself, but she have enough self-respect. When you deal with someone that has dignity or pride, not only for their family, their husband, their household, when you deal with someone that is patient, I'm talking about a woman now, and someone that's generous to others, someone that's courageous, someone that's going to show wisdom and devotion and give good guidance, these are the values that God is talking about in womanhood for a virtuous woman. So we want to salute all the mothers out there that truly you have shown passion to people, truly you have been unselfish to people, truly you have shown grace and mercy to people, truly you are a living testimony of who our God is and what is a virtuous woman. We want to uh, salute all the mothers out there. We want to salute all the grandmothers out there. It's nothing like a mother's love. And we truly, truly love our mother this morning, as we have heard from different ones who have uh, given us songs about remembering mother. We're going to switch and we're going to go in a different direction, and we are going to uh, listen to another selection. And this one is about Kim's about. It talks about a mother's love, and we're playing different artists today. All rights of music belong to them as we celebrate and remember our mothers, our grandmothers, our foster mothers, those that have taken care of us and our caretakers and say, I remember mother and a mother's love. Let us listen to Kim now. Amen. But you are one of 
mother's love You can feel When something hurts You can hear just heard from Kim as he was talking about uh, Mother's Love. God bless you again as we celebrate Mother's this morning. We want to say we are so grateful for all of those mothers who uh, stood by us, who were there for us, who covered us in such a way that we were so grateful that we knew that we had a good mother that we just want to give respect today and say happy Mother's Day to you to know that you're not forgotten, that truly you were the wind beneath our wings. We thank you that when we as children or people out here that we needed that push, it was a good mother who just guided us. It was a good mother who steered us. It was a good mother when we couldn't carry ourselves that carried us. So I salute all the grandmothers today. I salute the caretakers today, the foster moms, the adopted moms. I salute mothers today and those displaced mothers. You're not forgotten that we always will remember you because truly you were the wind beneath our wings, that we couldn't take flight and fly without you. Let us end out our broadcast this morning by playing one more of my favorite, favorite song. I think of my mother during this time, and I love her so much. And I want to say to all of you, give mother a hug, a kiss, and do see mother, and spend time with mother. If you can go out to a movie, if you can go out to see friends, if you could go to a show, if you could just sit and watch TV, you could spend a whole day just to give mother that love. She will remember that. God bless you, and let us listen to Gladys Knight in the Pips at this time. Amen. Amen and amen. Let us get ready to listen. Amen.
Mothers were our hero, and I like to say a special prayer for mothers this morning all over the world, and I just want to say thank you for being there for us, especially us orphans who our, um, we didn't have we didn't have our natural mother, so we had foster moms and adopted moms and family people to take care of us for whatever reasons, but we want to say a prayer especially for all mothers this morning. Heavenly Father, as we come to you now, open up your arms to mothers and help mothers to bring sincere thoughts and cares to you that they need you, God. Father, we come to commemorate and celebrate the mothers that you have given us and the legacy that they have left for us. Father, we thank you For the kindness, the fairness, we thank you for the love, the sacrifice that mothers have given us. Father, bless women all over this world today. Bless those mothers that made those sacrifices, Father, for their family. Let them forgive themselves so they can feel others if they felt that they haven't did the best that they could. To let them know that nobody is perfect. God, shine your light upon them. God, give them peace and comfort in knowing that you are God Almighty and you can do anything but fail. And that, Father, each day we have an opportunity to change. Help mothers to believe in themselves, to have confidence in themselves, to know that God is on their side. Bless the mothers today with strength. Bless the mothers that have healing God bless them to have encouragement and let them know that they are loved. God, we ask especially that you remove all stress, any any heavy burdens that they may care. Father, guide the mothers. Guide them to know that, God, that you are with them and that your favor rests upon them. Give them encouragement that their God loves them. God, we ask that you heal the mother's broken heart, that you will show kindness and mercy to those who need you now. God, hold mothers in the comforts of your hand as your little children. Lord, we ask in God that you continually send protection and love and peace to mothers as they go through each and every storm. God, we ask in God, peace be still, hey, in their lives. God, rest upon them now with your love. God, their weary hearts and minds, God, lift them up. 
and let him be encouraged and know that all things will be done in heaven above and heaven below according to your promised words. Lift up their faith today as you lift up their heart and let them know that they are your little children. And, God, we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. We say thank you again, God, for giving us mothers and bless them today. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. You've been listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast, and we will close out with this song. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.